0: Well, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for coming and joining me. Today, I'm going to be sitting down with Valerie Young. Valerie, I I met through the Effective Teaching Conference. So I was running the Effective Teaching Conference earlier this year, and she was trying to organise to have a bunch of her teachers come and join the conference for the week. I'm going to be chatting with her about how she's actually gone about then implementing the stuff that she's been that she learnt from the Effective Teaching Conference because she came with 26 teachers and then she's used all 26 teachers to then help change things across her school based on what was learnt at the conference. Now, if you missed out on the conference, it's all right. You can still access all the recordings for the conference. Just head to teacherspd.net and you'll see a button there that you can click to go and sign up and watch all of the recordings from the conference, which is I think it's something like 20 videos or something. We have some amazing presenters and you can still access all those recordings. Just head over to teacherspd.net. But let's get into this interview with Valerie. Hi, Valerie. Thank you so much for coming on and joining me today to chat about what you've been doing really since our conference earlier this year. Can you just start by giving people a little bit of information about who you are and where, where you're located?
1: Sure. Um, so I work at an international school based in Mexico City and I look after teaching and learning for literacy and project based learning. So that's quite a lot of stuff for one school. And we came across the Effective Teaching Conference in a PBL group um, earlier this year. And for us in an international school, it's quite difficult to come across professional development opportunities that we can access. So people don't often come to Mexico to speak to teachers here. So the fact that the conference is online, it gave us a huge amount of flexibility to offer it to all of our staff. And we had 26 people sign up to be a part of it, which was brilliant. It was more than I had ever hoped for. um, And I was so happy to have all of those people involved. Um, What we've done since the conference is we've got that group of 26 people together and we talked about what were the sessions that really invigorated us, that really wanted us, gave us things that we wanted to implement. And the two that we're working on right now are Controlling the Chaos, which was Hacks to Manage Your Classroom, and Kelly Bell's session on The Superpowers of Feedback. And what we're doing right now is our initial 26 initial group have come together and we get together every Wednesday morning. Um, I have coffee and snacks available for everyone. And we talk about the session. We talk about the things that we want to implement. And then um, people that want to do the same things are getting together and working in groups and giving them a try in their classrooms. And the idea is we'll come back together two to three weeks after we first meet and talk about how effective those strategies have been.
0: Beautiful. So you've picked just two of the um, sessions. That's the word I'm looking for. I was going to say episodes. They're not, they're not episodes. Uh, so two of the sessions out of the conference you guys are focusing on, As the 20, I, I presume the 26 of you kind of picked those two sessions uh, to go, then go through and work through in detail and then mm-hmm. just splitting into little groups and stuff to implement it. Are the teachers then, like, are they observing each other in the classroom as well as they try these things out or are they just kind of trying them and then reflecting themselves and coming back and sharing it?
1: So it's both. We've left it open for teachers to try them out in any way that they want to. Some teachers have similar themes in their classes, so they're going to be trying those out alongside each other and have kind of paired up, and some people are trying things out individually. And we've only chosen two right now because we were halfway through the second term. We finished in two weeks for our Easter break. So we've chosen two to focus on. That would give us the opportunity to really try them over a couple of weeks and come back to have a discussion. And then the plan is to continue that when we come back for our third term, but with different subjects. The the idea also is that those teachers that are implementing things can then talk to our wider school during staff meetings and training um, to tell them what they've tried and how it's worked. So we really want to kind of take that message get it embedded with the the people that were originally involved in the conference and then take that message out to the rest of the school.
0: Yeah, beautiful. So it's not just the 26 then that are being impacted by this. You actually mm-hmm. have plans to have you know, 26 volunteered to do this PD. Now, you were saying earlier to me uh, before we started the, uh, recording this podcast, you were saying that uh, PD is not mandatory for you guys over in Mexico. With, okay, in Australia it is. But... Uh, teaching across our whole country you have to do professional development otherwise you are no longer a teacher uh, yeah. after a few years depending on which state you're in but um, they don't have to do PD they've chosen to do PD given mm-hmm. up their time and we, we all know I'm sure even in Mexico the teacher's workload is still massive <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're still working more hours than any other profession probably and so, um, so you've got these 26 who've volunteered they're doing the learning and then they're trying things out themselves, and then they're going to share it with the wider teachers. How how many teachers are at your school?
1: Um, Oh, my goodness. When we have a full staff meeting together, teachers and assistants, it's 60. And one of the advantages we've got, international school does have the advantage that you have specialist lessons. So in our classes, they get an hour of Spanish teaching a day and then specialists for things like PE, for music, for art. So our teachers have a little bit more non-contact, non-directed time available to be able to put into things like PD. But you're right, it isn't mandatory. So we needed to find something that was flexible, was relevant to us and was something that teachers really wanted to work on in their practice.
0: Yeah. Can you give us uh, a specific example at all of possibly one of your teachers and what they're actually working, what they've pulled out of one of these sessions?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We have um, two teachers that work in our kinder two, which is children aged four and five years old, and from the Controlling the Chaos um, session, I was going to say episode of but session, they were really interested in executive functions and how that affects the children. And we were talking about how you might well give an instruction to a young child to put their book in their bag, but that child may not understand that, first of all, you have to stand up, pick up the book in your hand, walk towards your bag, open your bag, and then put the book in. So they were talking about how they can look at those executive functions and break them down for children they then that sparked a conversation with our music teachers who also teach those children and have to have them collect instruments and put instruments away and they were saying well we're finding the same thing that the children don't understand how to do that executive function so those teams are now collaborating to group their children into who can do it with one instruction who needs two or three instructions And as a team, they're working on helping those children to understand what to do, but across both classes and in collaboration.
0: You actually have these teachers that are working together. uh, They've identified, it's a simple executive function, like Mm -hmm. that is year four, like well, not year four, it's four-year-olds and five-year-olds. So I've got a six-year-old and I've got a, 10 year old at the moment but I know what it's like to try and get them to do anything uh, you've got to actually you know process them through things quite a lot uh, particularly in those younger ages so how do you see this going long term for your teachers as they go through and you know, they're doing these two sessions this term and they're looking at implementing these and then feeding back to stuff how do you see long term this actually impacting and shaping what's happening in your school
1: well the thing I think it's going to have the most impact on is our feedback and marking policies. So we introduced a new feedback and marking policy back in November. And it has worked in some grades with some teachers, but not with others. And we realised for some people, the working well, the marking load was too much. And from using Kelly's session on the superpowers of feedback, the teachers that are in this group are trying out a highlighter system um, to make it smoother and easier for them to implement and for the children to understand. So the teachers that are trying it out right now, are we just completed an assessment week. So the children are looking at their writing assessments alongside some simplified and leveled writing targets that I've made, and then using the highlighter system. And we're seeing really good progress for those kids. It's simple for the teachers, it's simple for the kids to understand, and everyone's using the same language. So I envisage in term three, moving that to more classes and more grades, and then potentially changing that policy based on the actions that we've taken after the PD and after using what we learned from the conference.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. So we've gone from the session with Kelly, 26 teachers that would have watched that and chosen to try, well, probably 13 of them have tried to actually implement that because they're doing two different sessions. They're then reflecting, chatting with other people in pairs and stuff and expanding that then into the feedback that goes to your whole staff and then your whole staff will sounds like they'll probably end up implementing it because it's going well, uh, which then dictates things like your policy and everything like that. I think that's fantastic because that, for me, is also how you take research, right? So all all of the sessions were based on research and people who are very uh, experienced teachers. You take that kind of stuff to then implement it at your school. You can't just take it and go, all right, everyone, here's the new policy. We're now all highlighting uh, for our feedback and stuff. We we're going to just do what Kelly says because that may not work in your context. It may not work with your year levels, all that kind of stuff. And so the way you've done it, I think, is fantastic because you've taken it, you've got a small little group that are going to be your your initial kind of uh, adopters, your early adopters who are going to test it all out, adapt it according to your context, their context, uh, what year groups they're teaching, everything, and then they're going to feedback that to other teachers who then are also going to try it, and then it impacts your policy. I think that's the right direction for things to work because teachers... Yeah, I've been a teacher. I hated it when schools would just change policies because they change policies all the time based on the latest thing that they've watched, right? (laughs) Uh, And it's it's normally one person who's watched it and go, oh, I think that's fantastic. Let's do this across the school. And everyone else is like, "Um, well, now I'm going to maybe watch that in some time that I can find. And then what does this actually mean in the policy? Uh, And it takes a while for it to come through, if it even comes through at all. Whereas your approach that you're using at your school is actually a better approach, I see, for um, for it actually being implemented across the school and for people to take what they've learned and adapt things for their context, which is always something that, you know, I know here in in Australia, our top levels of people who are running schools and even above schools, they don't get that kind of stuff. They're like, well, we say this and so everyone does this. And you're like, yeah, but that's not really the way things do go. Teachers aren't going to do that. Even though you've said it and we have to do it, the teachers are going to do the minimum that they possibly can to tick that box, or they're just going to tick the box anyway and not do what they what the top people want, whereas this process of things actually coming from the teachers I think is amazing and I think I'm, I can see that it's going to have great impacts for you guys at your school.
1: Yeah, we really hope so. When we initially did our policy back in November, we did ask the teachers to join the focus group and three people joined that, and I think really it wasn't enough people, so we got, feedback from those three people but actually we're in a position now where we've got 20 people working on it and that's more of a critical mass and it's much more feedback and the fact that more people are involved I think we're going to be able to make positive changes to the policy that will actually be relevant rather than three people and me and then it coming a little bit top down and that's me as a leader having to change my approach and adapt to I tried this thing it didn't work but this is working better so let's go with that
0: yeah beautiful well Valerie, I want to thank you so much for coming on, sharing some of what's happening at your school uh, and you know, chatting about the conference too. I think that's fantastic as well. But you know, for me, it's it's just great to get feedback from you about how things are actually being implemented from the conference. Because you know, it was an international conference. that We had nearly, well, it was over 2,000 people, that teachers that signed up for that conference. And so you know, I know what sessions people liked and all that kind of stuff. I got that kind of feedback. But to actually get this kind of feedback, which is more the exciting feedback of, yeah, this is how people are using it and using it long-term. You know, people are still, uh, you know, you, I presume you bought access to actually access the videos long t- longer yeah. term. And yeah. that's, that's the fantastic thing is you, you can then keep using it and you can keep referring back to it. You can do it with your 26 teachers and then your 100 teachers. You know, just let them all watch it as well. That's fine. That's what you do so that they can then come through and go, yeah, uh, we're going to implement this and we're going to implement it properly. And I think you know, the way you've set things up for your school is a great way to set things up for success. And I just get excited hearing about it because of the, oh, I had a little bit to play. I, I'm not even any, any of those session presenters, right? But uh, just the fact that I have a small part to play in the changes that are happening in Mexico. right? I'm in, I'm in Australia and these are changes happening in Mexico. I think this is amazing to see the kind of collaboration that's happening and the way that things can impact, you know, just the small thing here can impact uh, and teaching all around the world. So thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you for running it, and um, I'll keep you updated with how it goes over the next few weeks and months and let you know what changes we make.
0: Beautiful. Thanks, Valerie. Well, how good was that to sit down and just see how a school is actually going about using PD to change stuff at their school? I love the fact that she's using the teachers to actually implement the change, to adapt the changes, to adapt what they're learning from each of those sessions. And they've only chosen two. I think that's really great too to do do it in small chunks and implement that and reflect on it, and then share it with the larger group. This is this is how you change things across schools. I think is from the bottom up. Like you, you have someone who drives things, but you actually need that critical mass of teachers who are like, yeah, let's 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 do this. Let's do some learning, and then let's try and implement it and reflect on it and share that. Now, if you want to try doing that with the Uh, effective teaching conference recordings you can do that just head over to teacherspd.net and you can see some ways there to sign up for that conference otherwise i hope you guys have a fantastic week and i will chat to you again soon